is the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, where I strategize with business owners on how to grow and scale their businesses to hit their income goals. This is episode 252 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today, I am talking with Donna Bowling, and we're talking about how to stand out on Instagram. This is one of my favorite conversations that I haven't had. I always seem to say this, but I promise you, Donna and I had connected back in Clubhouse probably months ago, I want to say spring-ish time, and we were finally able to get this recording on the books, and it's just so much fun because I didn't totally understand what her favorite piece of Instagram was, but of course I was so excited when she said it. So I'm sure you all listening can guess what it was. So before we dive into the episode, I want to make sure that you grab my Instagram strategy guide so that you can make sure that you are using Instagram to the best of your ability. You can always send me a DM on Instagram at Jenny underscore Melrose, and I will make sure to send that to you. That is the Instagram engagement guide. I know I said it funny in the beginning. Just put that right into the DM, and I will make sure to send it to you. You can also always click through to the show notes, and it is linked there as well. All right, you guys, let's dive in. Hi, Donna. How are you? I'm so happy to be here, Jenny. Thank you so much. I'm good. I am so excited to have you on. I really cannot wait to talk about how to stand out on Instagram because I know you do this really, really well. It's one of my favorite platforms too. But before we do that, will you introduce yourself and your business to my audience? Absolutely. I'm so happy to be here. Such a fan. Um, I am Donna Bowling. I am a former casting director, born and raised here in Los Angeles, still here. I'm a mom of two boys. And what I really, really focus on is getting... Per- well, I, I'm a personal branding expert, essentially. So I take that casting director knowledge and I use that to kind of help entrepreneurs, whatever it is they do, whether they're service providers, coaches, influencers, bloggers, anyone, stand out online and unlock or amp up their inner star. Love that. Amp yeah. up their inner star. Oh my goodness. That is... <laughs> Too perfect, especially since Amp Up is your podcast as well. Amp it up. We will definitely talk more about it. Yeah. So let's start off. What is your go-to social media platform? Mm, well, it starts with an I and ends with a gram. <laughs> <laughs> I am all about Instagram. I actually am on Instagram and Clubhouse the most. Both of those really, really work for me and for my vibe. But I'm trying to dabble a little bit more on like LinkedIn and Pinterest and whatever. But those two, yeah. Yes. So why Instagram? What is it about the platform? So Instagram, you know, obviously it's it's developed so much and kind of changed and pivoted so much through the years. But what really got me on Instagram and got me obsessed with Instagram was the ability of the stories. So Instagram stories is... I think if I could like nail one thing that has grown my business, it's showing up daily on stories really strategically. I think the idea of showing a slice of someone's life and getting kind of that voyeuristic reality show background into who the person is, what their life looks like, what do they drink, what do their kids do, do they work out, what does their house look like, their kitchen. You know, I think these things are the reason why I want to follow someone. Um, so the feed, it's less about the feed. I guess with reels now there's more video, but for me, it's the stories. I want to see the unfiltered version of who you are. 
So that makes me so happy. And I didn't even know you were going to say that because my <laughs> audience knows I love Instagram stories. Like that's, I am there for it all day long. Everything else, it's really hard for me to like keep myself consistent and posting to the feed or creating a reel, but stories, so easy. And I love the mm. fact that you said strategically. Yes. You didn't just say the random stuff, but it's there's a reason for the method to the madness. Yeah. I think so many people um, just assume they just need that red circle around their face. So like, let's just post anything. So we get a scrapbook. We get grandma's scrapbook on stories. You know, those people, right? Where you wake up in the morning, you look at their stories, there's a picture of this, and then there's a random post. And then there's there's no storytelling. It's just, it's just random snippets, which I add in. And I do think it's important to kind of give you those random snippets. But the best ways to show up on stories is to know who you're speaking to and only press post or publish or share a story if you think your audience will get something from it. Because this isn't like a group text, right? I think a lot of people treat it maybe like a group text or like a Marco Polo thread. Like, hey, what you doing? I'm just about to have a coffee. Okay, bye. Like, that's not interesting. Right. Yes. So I have to ask you, do you follow Phil Palin on Instagram? I love Phil Palin now. I've just, and I just found out about him. And then I heard you on his podcast. And then I was like, I need to connect back with Jenny. It's his stories. Did you see the stories about the hot air balloon ride that he went on? No, I missed it. Oh my God. He has it as a highlight. You have to go go look. Because what you're talking about, as far as telling the story and like making it this whole, he did it brilliantly. I've never oh seen goodness. someone do it so well because you do kind of see like the scrapbooking pieces of things kind of put together. Cause I think we think of like, well, it's a story of my day. So let me patchwork this together. But he did it so well in telling this kind of whole story of going on the hot air balloon and being petrified and like, Oh, it was just great. Use oh, the I can't wait. throughout. It was so good. Um, so how, can we possibly stand out though on Instagram? Yeah. I mean, I think so. My whole thing is I talk about the connections of casting and branding, right? And it's so interesting because when I look back at where I started, when I started working with entrepreneurs, I used to hide my casting director background, not on purpose. I just never talked about it. Even though I was the youngest casting director ever on a TV show, even though I was an award-winning casting director, even though I had discovered all these Disney stars, et cetera, it's like I hit it because I didn't think it was relevant. And so then all of a sudden actually working with some coaching, some coaches that that kind of said, no, 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 Donna, this is how you stand out. Like there's a lot of personal branding people out there. There's a lot of people that have been doing this a lot longer than you. How do you stand out? And then I realized like, ding, ding, ding. This is so ridiculous that I'm not bringing in the one thing that really sets me apart. So my new kind of focus is helping entrepreneurs or influencers or personalities, whoever use Instagram or Clubhouse or even their website or whatever it is to really showcase all those things that kind of set them apart from all the other ones that do what they do. Because in casting, we would have a a breakdown. For example, we put out a character breakdown um, looking for a female, 35 to 45, receptionist at, at the office, funny, whatever. We get all the submissions from the agents. We go through the headshots and resumes. We pick who we physically think may match and whose resume kind of works. But what it really comes down to is who walks in the room with that same script. And there's so many with the same script. They all have the same script. They all have the same description. But why do some stand out? 
And it's not always the best actor. It's not always who you think is right for the role. In fact, a lot of times in casting, when you just do an offer only, meaning you don't audition, but you just put out an offer for a role, it ends up being kind of a failure because the right person sometimes is pretty surprising. And what that kind of star factor is, that's how we get. That's what I want to focus on for entrepreneurs. And so the best way to know how to do that is to start with that clarity. You got to be super, super clear. And it's more than just like, your IG bio, right? But you have to really know not only who you help, how you help them, what you do, what makes you different, but how you want your audience to feel, how you want your audience, what you want them to do, what you want them to know. And so that is going to be the game changer for you. So it all makes sense to me what you're saying about the casting as far, because I can think back to watching the whole Friends reunion that of course I had to watch. Obsessed. Yes. And they talked about how they didn't think it was the right fit for each one of them, it felt like. Yeah. Uh, but once they were able to walk in and play the role, whatever, it kind of made sense. So I guess my question becomes, how can we, trying to figure out the role that we're going to play for people, how do we figure out what it is that makes us unique and different and is going to help us be able to have that branding? Because I know a question my audience is going to say is, I'm, I'm a mom with two kids and I'm just like everyone else out there doing a food blog. Yep. How do they figure out what, how they're different? Well, it takes a lot of work. It's actually a lot of like inner deep diving. Um, I highly suggest people hire people to help them with this because sometimes it's very hard to look in the mirror or even ask your spouse or friend. People see us very differently than we see ourselves and our close family and friend. They're biased. you know. So I personally think that the first step is really going to an expert that can kind of get to know you and find these things and pull them out of you. There's a lot of questions that you should be asking yourself, you know, going through basically your history, what brings you to where you are, and also what kind of values you have that are maybe a little bit different, what kind of beliefs. There's got to be something that you're obsessed with that's a little bit quirky, maybe, or a little bit different. Lean into those. I love to make people laugh. I'm a big energy person. That's why when I say energy, I don't mean woo-woo. I mean like like energy. <laughs> I mean like I wake people up with my energy. I am a doer. I'm a goer. And so that's what I leaned into when I started to build my brand. But a lot of times you really have to get someone's eyes on you, ask all those questions, get really deep, and then test it out. And that's like the star method that I've created script is kind of starting to figure out your development of your character. The second letter is T and that stands for test. Cause I think so many times we just assume, okay, this is what I do. I'm going to spend all the money on all the branding and I'm just going to become this person. And then they sit there and they feel totally inauthentic. They're stuck on content. They don't know what to talk about. They feel lost and they are comparing themselves to everyone else around them. So you take that testing stage where you really kind of just try things out. And then you move into when you're feeling really good about it, you go into action. And that's when you really go all in on content creation, et cetera. And the final step is red carpet, which is visibility, like getting on podcasts and talking to other people and collabs and, you know, pitching yourself. So, um, so there's a little bit of a process, but it's constantly in motion. Like I'm assuming Jenny for you without knowing much, you've probably changed and kind of pivoted and transitioned in the last five years. Like who hasn't, right? Yes. And I think with the time and the different things that go on in your life, you do naturally just pivot. Mm-hmm. Um, there's probably that underlying piece of you, like you said, like you walk into your room and you have 
Benergy. Like I knew that about you without even having to get onto this interview with you. Same with you. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I to Clubhouse. I have watched your stories. So I know that about you. Um, and I would say it took me a while to figure out and to the kind of like you with the way that you kind of hid the casting. I hid the fact that I was a teacher for a while. And right. I think, I don't know why I did it. I think it was just because I thought of myself as just a teacher. Mm-hmm. where you kind of put that negative connotation to it. And now what I've realized is it makes me an expert teacher and I can teach pretty much anyone, anything. Um, so, and I think once we figure that out about ourselves, it's that much easier to step into it, but it took me longer than it should have because I didn't work with someone to help me pull it out. <laughs> and I think a lot of times we think we put like judgment on what people would think of us without really knowing. So I always tell the story that when I used to work in casting, um, there was this executive over at one of the networks that I worked with that we were friendly, but she intimidated the crap out of me. And um, I was definitely always concerned if she liked me or not. And, you know, she was like a superior to me. And when I left casting and started working as an, I created a business as an acting coach. That was my first like iteration into business in 2017. And so when I started doing that, Um, I was very hesitant to show up on stories and talk about everything because I saw her watching my stories. And I was convinced that every day she was watching like, (laughs) this loser, she failed at casting. She sucks at that. I I told myself this story. And then one day I was at Trader Joe's here in LA and I see her across the market and I'm like, OMG, there she is. And I was like hiding behind the broccoli. I was so anxious. I didn't want to see her. And then when she caught, she caught me across and Donna, oh my God, I just wanted to let you know, I've been watching your stories. And because of you, I started my meditation practice and I started this business doing this side hustle and she's gone all in since then. And I wrote the story. I wrote the story that she hated what I was doing or was judging me or was laughing at me. And instead I was inspiring her. It's pretty incredible to think about how many people we're changing their lives and we don't even know about it. Yes. Oh my goodness. I love that story. So it's a good one. It really is. Mm-hmm. What do you think it's, what is it about getting in front of that camera that attracts our audience to us when we're talking about stories? Yeah. I think stories, there's so many versions of stories, right? So I look at stories as A roll, B roll, and C roll. A roll is 50, at least 50% should be of A roll. A roll is face to camera. Think about a reality show. It's the interview. It's the talking to the camera about what just happened in that scene. You know, I'm a big Real Housewives fan. My husband's actually a reality camera operator. So he does all these reality shows, um, The Bachelor and Dancing with the Stars. And they call, I don't know if they call it A-roll, but they call it interview. So A-roll is kind of that interview style in the sense where you're looking at your audience. You're talking specifically to that one person. So I would just be talking to Jenny, basically, not saying your name, but I would talk and an answer or teach or speak to something that I know that you would want to hear. That's about 50% of your stories. It should be. And then about 25% can be B-roll, which what, what I look at B-roll is what in production B-roll is. Maybe the sunset, the coffee, your workout, your, um, you know, your desk, your calendar of the day, whatever it is. And then C-roll is taking other people's content that resonates with you and sharing and amplifying others. And I think that that's a really important part, but it shouldn't be all A roll. It shouldn't be all B or all C. There should be kind of like an interchange so that it keeps people watching. And when you talk about that A roll quality, the reason why it's so important to talk to the camera rather than just, you know, post a picture 
is because there is such a way, like that's why Clubhouse gets you to get to know people so fast. Just hearing someone speak, looking at them, seeing their mannerisms, getting to know their vibe, their humor, et cetera, their, their cadence. It's a really great way to get to know someone. It's just like right now, we're going to know each other so much better because we're face-to-face, we're talking. Yes. Yeah. And you're able to read their body language. And I think when, especially when you're trying to look at, to work with someone, you want to know if they talk in circles and they're going to drive you crazy or if they get to the point and they know exactly what it is that your problem is and how to solve it. I think you know you were mentioning the blogging space. So I used to be big in the blogging space too like in the early 2000s and I had my my it was like one of those anonymous blogger, you know, type I no what what did I call myself blonde D that was my thing. Blondie. I thought I was so cool. Um, I didn't even like tell anyone my boyfriend's name. No one really knew who I was at the beginning. I started to show pictures of myself, but I always thought about this because in blogging, I got to know all my blogging friends, some of them who I'm still friends with, but I created kind of like characters for who they were because I just read their words. You know, you don't, you don't get to know them. And then some people I would be so almost disappointed or shocked by when I would meet them in person because you wouldn't have that like you wouldn't get that indication from the written word, right? Yes. The best compliment I think I ever had was I was sitting in a conference and I wasn't speaking. I was actually in listening and I asked a question because he kind of like lost the direction he was trying to go and I was trying to help him bring it back. And I got up to use the bathroom afterwards and I walked past like three women and they stopped me and they're like, you're Jenny Melrose. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, we didn't recognize you based on how you look. We recognize your voice. Yeah. You asked a question. We whipped our heads around and knew it was you. You do have a really recognizable voice though. That's like, that's a cool quality. Cause not a lot of people have that, but you do, you have like a really specific kind of voice in your accent. Where are you from? My accent's so mixed because I'm from New York, but live in North Carolina and I've been down here now six years. So my girls say y'all and they say fix in and they sound very Southern, but I grew up an hour from New York City. So, oh my gosh, how funny! Where in North Carolina are you? We're um just outside Charlotte. Oh, I love it over there. Yes, I need to. I need to move to North Carolina one day in my life. That's my goal. <laughs> get very, out of LA. Very, very, very hot though compared to where you are. You guys That's get those. True. I feel like seventy days all the time. Mm, it's ninety-five outside right now. Ouch. Okay, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> that will be my second home. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> so. With everyone talking about Instagram's announcement that they want to transition to more video content, how does this impact how we show up for it? Yeah. Um, It's nothing new for so many people because people have been showing up with video, but I just really think it's that ultimate kind of vibe of moving away from that perfect, gorgeous influencer, quote unquote, from 2017, 18. Like that's very different than where we are now. I don't think people like the perfect aesthetic. I think it's okay if your feed is kind of a little bit mishmashy. I personally am okay with it. I know some branding people are not okay with it. My whole thing is being super like authentic and transparent. So if your vibe is not perfect, then you shouldn't show up perfect on Instagram. Um, and your and your feed doesn't need to be perfect. But really leaning into using everything that you've been doing already and just kind of transferring it into video mode. Reels are a great way to do it. Um, I go live on Instagram at least once a week. I love going live because I get to connect with my audience. And then I share that to IGTV that stays on my feed. And then of course, stories, but everything, I think people overthink the video aspect so much. All you need, you still are using your phone. You just need to take what you are writing in that beautiful long caption and just speak about it. 
in a reel or just in a short form video. Yes. And I think for a long time, I made reels so much more difficult than they needed to be. Right. Um, and I was actually Brittany Crossan, who I know that you are friends with. I think I met I love Brittany. I know you do. I was in on the, her podcast too. In the same clubhouse room. That's how you, the two of you were up there. And I reached out to both of you being like, hey, we need to do a podcast prop. Like what I you're saying it. is exactly on brand. But Brittany came on and talked about Instagram reels and talked about, you know, the fact that I was not comfortable getting up and dancing. That's just not part of my personality. And I didn't understand how, why I would want to do it for my business. And she explained her background and why she does what she does and how she does it. And it was an epiphany to me to be like, oh, I don't have to dance. I can teach the way that I normally do, take the content that I've already been putting out for years and just put it into this form that uses a trending sound and makes it so that I'm still continuing to give out the information. Exactly. And sometimes like my most performing reels are the ones that are so random where I'm not even doing anything and I'm just using a, a, a quote or whatever, or I'm talking like my friend, Rachel D'Alto, she's just exploded on TikTok. She's, she talks about relationships. And so she'll go on and her, she has not one movement on any of her TikToks. Like it's just her talking. It's like three ways to know that da, 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 or how do you, and I think that that's the, the goal is you don't have to be anyone that you're uncomfortable with. In fact, those reels, when you see those people that don't, that like, you can tell they're in so like, they're so Ako taco, right? Like when they're dancing and you're just thinking to yourself like, stop, stop. It's awkward. I feel like I'm watching my mom. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh my goodness. I totally agree. Um, yeah definitely can tell the difference for sure. (laughs) Have you noticed in your feed at all that there's more video showing up? Yes. Oh my gosh. I just did a reel about this the other day because I was, I'd never seen anything like this. I was scrolling Instagram and all of a sudden every post was a reel. And I think it was like a little bit of a, uh, you know, an algorithm mess up for a second. Cause then when I refreshed, it was gone or like a little bit later, but I really think, I mean, when Instagram Instagram, this is this goes for any sort of social media platform, but when Instagram um, introduces something to their platform, like Reels, for example, they're telling you to use it. They're not going to introduce something and then assume that you're not going to want to use it. Now they're starting to monetize Reels. They're starting to put ads on Reels. So yeah, I mean, it's so easy if you don't overcomplicate it. But the goal for a Reel is just take the content that you already talk about, and just find a way to break it into a super easy formula. You know, hook, the value, the call to action, done. Right. Yes. And I actually knew that you had noticed that because I saw your reel where you showed up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm like, this is weird. This is weird. She, she, I wonder if she knows. <laughs> it's funny though, because you posted your reel and I think I had posted something, shared about it like a week or two ago in my story. Same thing happened. There was like a glitch or something. No way. All I saw was video and I posted in my stories. I was like, oh my God, what is going on? This is kind of freaking me out. And Lucas, I don't know if you know Lucas O'Keefe, he actually saw it in my stories and was like, yeah, I'm seeing it as well, but not like that. I think it's a glitch. And then I think there was a glitch, but, but I mean, it's obvious. Like you're, even if you have a performing, a reel that doesn't perform well, like I posted a reel. I post reels every week, you know, a couple depends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I posted a reel that was under a thousand views still to this day, which is low for my numbers. Usually I'm at least in the thousands. Okay. I'm not a high, I'm not a viral reel person at all. That just doesn't work for my algorithm for whatever reason. It's annoying, but say lovey. 
But the goal here is to remember that even if you only have 500 views on your reel, most likely that's more views than you're having on your stories. That's more views than you're having on your um, feed posts because you know it's it's you have to think about it like that. And the truth is, I. I was doing really well in my business with under 2,000 followers. I don't think it's about the numbers. It's about who you're talking to, how specific you are, and how are you getting in front of the right people, right? Right. I 100% agree. So you talked about your STAR method earlier. Mm -hmm. Do you have a guide or a freebie that we can link to that we can share with my audience? And what would it be about? So I have a masterclass that I'm actually... Um, it's called Amp Up Your Inner Star, and it's basically taking you through this, how to build a personal brand so that you can make more money, grow your, you know, get more clients, increase your impact, and really stand out online. So you can get more information about that on my website. And I also have programs that kind of take you through this. So I have VIP days. I have a community, an incredible community of entrepreneurs that kind of connect over this. I have a collective, a paid, uh, like a membership program. Um, So lots of fun stuff around personal branding and, and developing that star. I love it. Excellent. Where else are the best places to reach out with you? Instagram is honestly the like my home base. So at this is Donna Bowling. Donna is spelled Dana. It's the you know bane of my existence. And then I'm always on Clubhouse at Donna Bowling and my website. My it's my name.com, DonnaBowling.com. We're gonna link to those in the show notes. Donna, I appreciate you so much for taking the time to speak with me and my audience. It was so fun, Jenny. I'm so happy to have finally done it. All right. Well, there you have it. I clearly could have continued having a conversation with Donna probably the rest of the afternoon. The really fun part is that if you hop over to her podcast, you will hear me on her podcast, Amp It Up. I'm talking about some of my Instagram strategies, working with brands, a whole little combination of everything. And she actually pulled out some information for me that I feel like I never shared before. And it was more because of the way that she asked the question. I just love conversations like that, where it just comes out because the person interviewing you is so good at what they do. So I hope you will go over and listen to her podcast as well. But before you go, I'd love to remind you, make sure you grab my Instagram engagement guide. If you haven't already, send me a DM on Instagram at Jenny underscore Melrose. And as always, it always helps when you leave a rating or review on your favorite podcasting app. I am not just saying that to say that. It helps me get great guests like Donna. I heard her in a clubhouse room. She's got tons of followers over there. She's larger than I am on Instagram. But me reaching out to her went over well because she looked at my podcast rating and reviews and saw how many and how great you guys have said the show is. And she absolutely wanted to come on board. So if you haven't already left a rating and review, I would so appreciate it if you did. All right, guys, until next time, I will see you all then. 